Hey, Chris, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Uh, me and my partner, Kevin, are, are here to really give you this great dynamic pitch because I think Disney and Chris Rock, it just makes sense, right? <laughs> I thought so a long time ago, but, you know, you just just came around. Just came around. That's fine. That's fine, though. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Kevin, why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about the, the part that we have in mind? Yeah, so, you know, we're uh, developing uh, this film about, uh, it's a popular pulp hero from back in the day. You may have heard of him, Tarzan. Tarzan! Yeah, yeah, and you know- the white he, motherfucker swinging through the trees? Yeah, you know, he does all times. He surfs on trees, he saves people. It's really, really awesome. And we have a really great opportunity for you. Uh, you would be his best friend, you know, you'd grow up with him, you guys would hang out, uh, you, you'd bring him in and accept him into your family. And okay. Great time, and we think it'd be a really good role for you. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well what, what, what am I? What am I? I mean, well, I'm hanging out with Tarzan. What am I doing? I'm yeah, swinging well, in trees. Before we get to that, also, you should know that we got Phil Collins to do the soundtrack. Phil. You know what I mean? Like in the that, air in the tonight. air tonight. Yeah, right? Oh, the drummer from Genesis. My people, my people love in the air tonight. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you'd be part of a, a great cast with that. We got Minnie Driver. Ooh. In the movie, you know, I never she's heard coming of her, along. But that's okay. That's okay. Glenn Close, white lady, yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, you know she, that'll, yeah. that'll help definitely bring put your name in some some circles, man. That'll really do well for you. So okay, we, okay. We are trying to get an Oscar at least exactly. show up on that yeah. stage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, yeah, I I think it, we really would love for you to add your voice to your character's name is Turk. Uh, you know, yeah. And like, right. you, you're with Tarzan from the beginning, you know, like you're a young child, uh, and you grow up and, and Tarzan is orphaned and abandoned. You really show him what it means to be a gorilla. I mean, to be. Hold on. Part... Hold on. Hold on. You said what now? To, to be a part, be a part of, of his family. family, you know, the, the yeah. one family that. Every, yeah, know, yeah. The one family, yeah. the family of what? Tarzan's people. The Tarzan's people, huh? Tarzan's people. They talking to me about Tarzan's people. Now, I got a feeling that these people aren't people. I mean, what does that even mean, right? Person. I mean, if you really want to get a person got two arms, two legs, eyes, and a mouth, and a nose. So does your character. Exactly. You know? It's It's just a little more hair than a regular person. They do that most of the time, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Trying to pull one over on Chris Rock. Well, guess what? How much we talking? Uh. It ain't enough. That's right, cause I'm Chris Goddamn Rock. I'm gonna get the hell out of here trying to make me a gorilla. I'm trying to be in a Spike Lee movie. Goddamn it! I'm trying to host the Oscars up over here. Like you're trying to mess me up. I'm trying to mess up my game. You know. Out of here. You know what? You know what? That actually gives me a good idea. I'm uh put a gorilla in a movie of mine. I see. Let's see who makes more money, huh? Ha <laughs> ha! I'm out of here. All right. So yeah, I guess uh, Wesley's next on the call sheet. Oh, Wesley will be a good grab. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. 
We don't want to be saved. And then... Everybody ready? All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is a podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we got we got a we got a double double dip today because we really we, <laughs> we got a returning guest and a returning uh, character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so joining us today, you might remember from our Deep Blue Sea special. This is Dare Johnson. What's up? What's up, Dare Johnson? Part time comedian, full time nerd, here to talk about movies with great soundtracks and middling stories. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. And Dare, what what movie did you pick for us to watch? Um, I chose a movie that uh, I thought was <laughs> real special to me until I thought about it for a second. May you might you say it was in your heart? Oh. Always, always in my heart. <laughs> uh, 1999's uh, Tarzan. And before we before we get into this, let's open up a topic that I'm curious about because I feel like there's certain things that are like. A mystery, and there's probably like a rational explanation for it, mm. but it's like Mexican people love Morrissey. Black people love Phil Collins. And it's like a weird thing that it's like, it's not that I can't understand it, but I'm just wondering like, what, what do you think it is about Phil Collins? Is it just in the air tonight? Is that what we, we know that? And then like, have you heard? studio oh yeah <laughs> i i truly believe it's studio the drums and in the air tonight and then for the younger generation our parents were, were telling us about those two songs and then the soundtrack for this film dropped and we were like well he's clearly that guy the, we the, follow yeah, the prophecy <laughs> has been foretold <laughs> bangers i mean you're right bangers this whole yeah. thing i mean i but i that's i think that's what it is it's like the almost africa part <laughs> it's like it's like the i'm, I'm gonna talk I, hold on hold on all right i'm getting somewhere white people in the 80s loved africa toto yeah loved it talking heads they yeah. wish they could go there i bet right because they was hanging out with um uh lady smith black Mombazo. they was like yo mm-hmm. you make music we like music that you make. Yeah. Would you, like to, would you like to play music and we don't give you credit for it? Would you like to do yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> and I think Phil Collins was like on that tip, like a little bit. Yeah. He was like, not quite. I'm going to put like, uh, like not put like thumb pianos on his track or nothing like that, or Jim sure. Bays or nothing like that. But he was like, I'm going to explore the multi rhythm part. Like that's, yeah, I'm into that. I don't necessarily want to take their instruments. I'm tempted. Yeah, but I ain't gonna do it. And I think that's what I think. Honestly, that's the part that Disney was like, hmm, "We're gonna go to Africa for this movie, but we ain't really going to Africa. Who ain't really no. in Africa?" Phil Collins, <laughs> not, not really Africa, there. but isn't black. Ooh, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that should be the subtitle of the movie. Disney's Tarzan, AKA no niggas in Africa, because it's like, <laughs> they really were like, I, I honestly feel like this is a reaction, reactionary kind of thing of the whole, like there's no black people. There's no black people playing the apes. Good for them. 
Yeah. That's a, that was a trap. That was a trap. You see? We got trivia. We got trivia about that. It's okay. <laughs> so that's what <laughs> I'm saying. It's like, I Continue. feel like you're trying to really avoid the trap. The e- It's like an easy pitfall, too. And, like, people have fallen for it before. I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But, you know, I think they were trying to avoid that a little bit here. I mean, this comes off the heels of, what, Mulan, right? I think is the last... This comes off the heels of Mulan. Uh, a little, a little bit of context for this. So mm-hmm. again, Legend of Tarzan comes out in 1999. Yeah. It is the like first big hit for Disney uh, since Pocahontas in 1995. Wow. Not to say that the other movies didn't make money or weren't like a big deal, but this movie was the what? Let's see. It was the fourth. Highest gross, fifth highest grossing film of 1999. Of 1999? The second highest gross of 1999. I would assume that's The Matrix is the number one? Uh, I'll check that in just a second. Um, it's the second highest grossing animated film but in 1999 behind Toy Story 2. Um, and it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song, no, You'll Be did. In My Heart by Phil Collins. No, did. Uh, and that was the last Academy Award that this that Disney has won until I think it was 2012 when they won for uh, a short animated short. Um, Whoa. That's insane. That's almost worth, that's worth chatting about just like for a second. That means that, so this is like, it's the last Oscar they win for like 12 years, you say? Yeah. So this is definitely the end of, the Disney prestige era, the golden era that we talk about. They call they call this movie the end of the Disney Renaissance. And I guess that uh, would that, be a like, decade. The 90s Renaissance. Because you yeah. get Little Mermaid in eighty nine mm-hmm. and then that starts it off. You right. Know, and you get all the great stuff. You get, you know, Lion King obviously, you get Aladdin in there, you get Beauty and the Beast, Beauty which and the Beast. wins yep. uh, almost wins Best Picture. It's nominated for Best Picture, which is crazy. Right. Uh and then you know, later half is like Hercules, Mulan, mm-hmm. and this movie that we watched. Also, yep. Pocahontas, another middling story with Hunchback fire. was in there too, fire. right? Oh, yes. oh, and Hunchback, Hunchback. Well, actually, yeah. I couldn't tell you a single song from Hunchback. No, I right. can. Hellfire. Huh. That is the one I would go. <laughs> Hellfire. You really you coming <laughs> for it? Frollo singing about how he can't fuck this girl. Man, that is. Not. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, if I can't, she got to burn. I just that's just. What it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, but I I guess a little a little bit of trivia here is that. Um, unfortunately, Thomas Washington, not a real person, did not direct a goofy <laughs> no. movie. But one of the directors of this movie, Kevin Lima, was the director of a goofy movie. Oh wow! Yeah. And so, yeah, like it's it's interesting to juxtapose maybe the blackest Disney movie with the movie that had no black people <laughs> by choice. Uh, Kevin Lima, Kevin Lima, he's 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 cookout adjacent. It sounds. I guess so. Um, looking through. Again, we were talking before we came on, uh, directed by Kevin Lima and Chris Buck, screenplay by Tad Murphy, Bob Zudeker, Noni White, story by everybody at Disney. Like, there's like 30 names on the story by credit wow. that I don't know how all that happened. The animation um, department contributed. We're all going to they're all getting a credit. I guess literally, so. Like, um, that's literally a person per story beat. 
<laughs> and then Tarzan went down the Maybe block. More. Oh, damn. That's yeah. yeah. No, get it. Get in the room. You, you got. We got to put you put that down. That's a check. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's like they were putting together the story, and then someone in the office ran to like the lunchroom and was like, "Yo, quick! They're giving niggas credits on the Tarzan movie." <laughs> Somebody dropped the cornbread. Just started running down the. Oh god. <laughs> um. It, so it, it has the voices of Tony Goldwyn, Minnie Driver, Glenn Close, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Nigel Hawthorne, Wayne Knight. And I will say for a second, hearing Rosie O'Donnell's voice was jarring. Uh, yeah. Just because, like, she hasn't been a thing in so long. And it was, like, such an abrupt, like, and and she's out. You know what I mean? Like, we just stopped doing that. Like, we're still doing Tim Allen and, like... Wow. A couple other people, but I don't, you know, I I don't remember if she did something in particular or people were just like, we're not fucking. We're, I mean, I know she had some moments where, yeah, she. <laughs> I remember there was a very vivid like moment in childhood. I heard her name all of the time. She had a TV show. I had Rosie yeah, O'Donnell talk show for some reason. Oh, yeah. And then nothing, and then suddenly I was hearing about her because her and Trump had beef for some reason, and I was like. I forgot yeah. she existed. Who? What is going on? Yeah, I will say if if you haven't heard this, please do yourself a favor and look up Rosie O'Donnell for reasons unknown to anybody. Uh, had a Christmas album, <laughs> and in that Christmas album, she has a duet with Lauren Hill, who won't show up for, for her own boy. damn concerts. But when Rosie calls. <laughs> That check when Rosie calls, Lauren's like, Excuse me. So, if you want to listen to Lauren Hill and Rosie O'Donnell do Little Drummer, little drummer Boy, boy even that's like C minus Christmas, shit. yeah, that's not even why is that a duet? I mean, you know, what's don't Lauren know, Hill gonna do to Little Drummer? Nigga, what you gonna ask some clef at, at, yeah. at bare minimum? That's that's confusing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this movie went on to gross $448.2 million, uh, on a $130 million budget and was the most expensive movie Disney had ever made until treasure planet Planet in 2002. So a lot of things going into this movie. Uh, but as we said on the last Tarzan episode, fuck Tarzan all day. Fuck Tarzan. (laughs) There's no... We ain't we ain't here for Tarzan. Uh, I'm yeah, not here for Tarzan, Tarzan over here. And I yeah. I think uh, we'll we'll well actually no. Before we do that, before I do the five minutes, Dare, just give us your general Tarzan takes. Like, is, was Tarzan ever a character that you are like, sure, I'm buying into this, or immediately where you're like, I don't know, like some some about this feels off, even as a so child. I think at first. I had the off vibes, like when the movie first started, because this was, I think this was like the first movie I actually ever saw in a theater. And wow. mm. I saw it and from the beginning, like after, uh, by the time he was like with the gorillas and stuff, I was like, this, this makes me feel uncomfortable in a way I can't really describe. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but you know, the songs came on, I was with it, whatever. I went home, didn't think about it much. Then there was a show on Toon Disney, um, I think it was just Tarzan yeah. in the animated series and I watched yeah. that show 
And I loved the show because of, I think, the comedy in it. And I liked when they were tree surfing. So I did not think about it at all. I wasn't really like, man, yep. Tarzan's super cool. It was more like, it'd be cool to surf on trees like that. That shit's tight. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I like the professor. He's funny, but whatever. And then I just didn't think about Tarzan again until uh, I decided to watch this movie. <laughs> so, um, I was never a fan, but I also wasn't heavy on the like, fuck Tarzan until... I went and re-looked like, oh yeah, this is an adaptation, right? Who wrote this? What is it about? And then once I got into the 24 novels of it, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 an interesting choice that Disney decided to make and not just adapting Tarzan, but in their, I guess, creative workaround of the inherent and implicit racism of Tarzan and Edgar Rice Burroughs decided, what if there was nothing for them to be racist about? And just took all the black people out. And we're not joking about that. That's literally what they decided was like, it's better if we don't even have them in a movie about it's like Africa. It's so and- <laughs> blatant too. Like, you're, you don't even know where you're at geographically until like the 45 minute mark where uh, 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 what's the what's the bad dude's name? Clayton. Uh, Clayton. 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 Like he's what got a machete and he's like chopping through the woods and he's mm-hmm. singing a song about being in Africa. That's the that's the first time yeah. you find out where you even are. Where's that? Yeah. And I feel like it's worth saying, and obviously we can get into this a little later, but like even so, if you're looking at it, uh, looking at it sort of sort of objectively, right? Just if you're gonna. <laughs> be a white person and ignore the rahim, rahim, yeah, yeah. racism mm. of put, put me in that place taking taking <laughs> out everything about that to make this adaptation neuters the story like oh. it, the, it was the wildest thing i was sitting there like you know it's actually a better story with all of the, like, with all of the racist shit in it. like it, his mo- the motivations make more sense the character decisions make a lot more sense than like this is kind of a dumb story <laughs> that part yeah well, it's it's the so in the 2016 version we watched, they leaned all the way into it, where Tarzan frees the slaves <laughs> and ends slavery. And in he had Africa. a black friend. <laughs> he had a black friend in Samuel Jackson. He was friends to all the black people, black people. Uh, in the tribe in the Congo that he was at. <laughs> and this is like the opposite, where like you wouldn't even know black people yeah. existed. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna get there into these no five minutes, except for the pale ones that happen to show up. Mm. Uh, Cameron, if you want to set the timer, I'm I look. My New Year's resolution is to get these movies in five minutes, and I think I'm gonna start off good uh, with this one because not only have we already done Tarzan, but like we can skip around a lot of this bullshit because there's, there's a lot of bullshit. Literally multiple sequences of dude just surfing on trees and, and that just, just riding, just catching the catching vibe. vibes. All right, here we go. We got five minutes on the clock. Three, two, one. So the movie starts off, you wouldn't know it, but it's the 1880s. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're getting a, and this is something they don't do anymore really that much. They kind of did it in, uh, they kind of do it in Road to El Dorado, where it's just like Elton John was like narrating the movie for you. And like, this is kind of the same thing where Phil Collins is like 
just I'm just telling you what you're seeing. I'm just singing it to you. Uh, But (laughs) but one of the things that we learned from Phil Collins is that this is a paradise untouched by man. Talking about anyways, (laughs) so (laughs) we're seeing (laughs) this story play out where uh, there's Tarzan and his family. They're on a ship. They're sailing. To Africa, unclear, or just in the, in the ocean, happening to be going by Africa. Uh, and then we also see Kala, who is a gorilla, um, living in this, again, unnamed part of Africa. And uh, lo and behold, Sabor, an African leopard, is just walking around, decides, maybe I'll just eat this little gorilla. Uh, and eats Kala's son uh, just as a snack. And after that, we hear an immediate cry in the forest. Kala runs to see who it is. She goes and she finds Tarzan has also been orphaned because Sabor killed both of his parents. Uh, and she decides that I'm going to adopt this little uh, pale child. And <laughs> of course, Sabor is like, I'm not done because they're waiting up in the rafters for, for anybody who comes through. So they chase them out. But Kala is able to run back to her gorilla tribe. Uh, I guess. And uh, there we meet the rest of the tribe. We meet Turk, who is played by Rosie O'Donnell. We meet Kerchak, who is like one, the only sane gorilla in the movie, because he sees Tarzan and immediately like, that's an op. Don't bring that (laughs) over here. Uh, But Kala assures him there's no other humans. They don't call them humans, but there's no other people like Tarzan. There's nothing else. And then she decides to name him Tarzan, which if you remember from the last movie, literally means white skin. So... Tarzan goes through just the the trials of growing up as, you know, a gorilla human, I guess. And uh, incidentally, you know, like tries to pick a, a hair off of an elephant who is uh, Tantor, which, again, strange thing that Disney likes to do, putting just general, like, slightly racist attributes on animals. So I guess the elephants in here are like taking on general traits of like Jewish New York people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so they have that whole aesthetic going on. Wayne Knight is the elephant when they grow up. Uh, but flash forward, I guess, 18 years, everybody grows up except for Turk, who is still like the runt gorilla for reasons I don't understand. And Tarzan is, he's big, he's strong, he's a man, he's doing all the Tarzan things. He's surfing on trees uh in a way that you, your feet would be cut to <laughs> shit i don't understand it but i mean he's calloused up i guess and you know everything is basically fine kerchak's still like i don't fuck with you but everybody else has accepted tarzan into the gorilla tribe um but one day when tarzan is just out doing his tarzan thing he sees a couple of humans coming in through the jungle. So he sees uh, Clayton, who is more or less a hunter, mercenary type, uh, Professor Archimedes Q. Porter, and his daughter, Jane. Jane is, well, Archimedes and Jane are there to basically like study and document the gorillas. Take that as you will. And after Jane like tries to draw a baboon, like the baboon, chase her throughout the jungle because she won't give them the picture she drew and so tarzan like rescues her and then does the typical tarzan thing where he's like about to like stiff his whole face up her dress uh and it gets real weird until she (laughs) finally touch hands and tarzan realizes that their hands are the same he introduces himself he does the tarzan thing where he can just speak 
to anybody. Like he hears Jane speak a little bit and then he like starts to pick up English. Um, and so Tarzan goes, he meets Jane's uh, dad. He meets Clayton. Uh, they're trying to get him to take them to the gorillas. Tarzan is hesitant to do that. Um, I think he deep down knows what that means, but like still doesn't outright express it. But he's also very interested in learning about humans. They're showing him like early movie type projections and he's learning all about the outside world. Phil Collins sings some more songs. And then <laughs> um, eventually it's time for Jane to leave. It's time for Jane to go home. Um, still hasn't seen any gorillas. Unsure if they're going to see any gorillas. And Clayton tells Tarzan, well, hey, look, I mean, looks like you're really into this girl. You know, she's kind of into you if you want her to stick around. Maybe if you just show us where the gorillas is at, you know, like that might stick, keep her around for a little bit longer. And so Tarzan, the dummy that he is, is like, sure, bet. Let's set that up. Um, so he, for certain, there's a whole thing where Turk dresses up in Jane's clothes. And I don't understand what's going on, but there's a distraction that happens. Uh, and then that gets Kerchak out of there. And then all of the humans come and they meet the gorillas. Uh, Clayton's like, I'm going to shoot these gorillas <laughs> on site. Uh, but they are able to kind of dissuade him from doing that for the time being. But after that, Jane is like, oh, great. Thank you so much. This is great. Uh, Tarzan is like, and you're going to stay now. And she's like, nah, I got to be out. But you should come with me. And Tarzan's like, Okay, he goes. Uh, Kala takes him back to his home, which I guess he's literally never been to ever until this very moment. And like explains to him that they, he was adopted and that, like, you know, if he chooses to go back to the world of the humans, like that's his choice. Tarzan puts on clothes that fit him. For reasons I the don't understand, because that nigga is not, and he knows how to get dressed. <laughs> those are his father's clothes, so they're at least twenty years old. No holes, no decay, clean, perfect. They fit. But was his was his father also buff as fuck? Because like Tarzan is like would be busted out of well, most that clothes. That tree house, so, so I one assumes that he has some muscles. Um, yeah, they built a whole treehouse. Out of out of what materials, I don't also know, unless like the, the shipwrecked wood yeah. they used that built that home. But anyways, Tarzan's like, yeah, actually, fuck y'all. I'm going out to London. I'm going to go party it up in the UK with my people. He gets on the boat and immediately Clayton's like, dumbass, I got you. <laughs> um, you, <laughs> you know, he, he has Jane captive. He has uh, Archimedes captive. Uh, this Tarzan, not as strong as 2016 Tarzan. He's not able to throw somebody through the roof of a train yeah, oh or out God. of a moving train. One arm, too, by so, the way. One arm, yo. He did it. So he gets yoked up by all these uh, mercenaries. And like they're like, yo, we're about to go hunt your people for like 300 copper ahead or yeah. like something like that. And so they run back to kill all the gorillas. For some reason, again, Turk and uh, the elephant are... They're just like plot reasons. Got to be by the ocean. Got to say goodbye to Tarzan. Hear Tarzan scream. Tarzan's in trouble. Um, and so they go to rescue him. Um, Tantor literally uses his trunk as like a yep. periscope. It's <laughs> able to like locate where Tarzan is. They go stage a rescue. Tarzan just runs off the boat, goes to Clayton and his men. Because Kerchak is like, somebody's got to hold the fort you know so he's fucking people up but he's about to go down uh tarzan rescues him 
beats the shit out of everybody. Eventually, him and Clayton get into it. And Clayton, I don't remember this as a child, but the man literally I gets do. lynched. He is hung I by a vine in a yeah. Disney movie, which is wild. I'll never forget. This is the most gruesome <laughs> Disney death, I think. I think if we put them all in a ranking order, most gruesome by like Honestly, a though, mile. If you go back through the whole Disney Renaissance era, all of them die fucked up deaths. I don't know why they decided to do that for literally every single one of them. They're like, oh, what if this person gets impaled and shot, uh, struck by lightning? What if this person uh, gets stabbed by their own knife? Oh, this guy can yeah. lynch himself. Like, they all die in the worst ways. I think Frollo yeah. and Notre Dame gets immolated. Like, it's... Yeah. They're he all... falls on the cross, right? Doesn't he fall yes. on the cross? Yeah, yeah. The, the gargoyle thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all bad. All gruesome. Don't know why they decided that, to make that choice, but... Um, after that, Kerchak, knowing that this is all Tarzan's fault, <laughs> says, Tarzan, you're the only one who can lead our gorilla family into the future. Please, even though you're an op and you led literal colonizers to our door and people of ours were murdered, including myself, I want you <laughs> to... <laughs> Be the head when of this tribe. Like that. Tarzan, <laughs> bro, <God laughs> damn, watches him die solemnly, and then just steps out and like flexes on him. And they're like, "It's it's kind of wild." Tarzan. The sequence. Of, I was actually I just watched it thirty minutes ago. I swear to God, the quickness with which, like, imagine your leader died right in front of your face, yeah. and then the new guy is also there, and he's like, "Yeah, and what do you do?" <laughs> Yeah. What are you? They're everyone like, looked at right. him like was like, "Damn, I bet you were so right." That's so All crazy. Right, well. The craziest thing about fifteen that, seconds uh, went by, maybe in that whole thing. Fifteen seconds yeah. tops. Yeah, I can't get over it. Kerchak's dying words were, "Forgive me for not understanding that you've always been one of us." I'm like, you are mm. dying specifically because he is not one of you and yep. never has been. Like, I just. Yeah, there's some. Yo, just hit him with the spite button, like for real. How did you not? (laughs) Like, dude. Wish fulfillment much, but yeah. So Tarzan (laughs) uh, takes Jane and Archimedes back because the ship comes back, and they're like, "All right, we got to go for real this time." And Jane starts going, and her dad again. He's supposed to be like a bumbling character, but is literally like. Yo, like he's trying to smash, and like I think you're also trying to smash. You should get off the boat and go live with him forever. I'll never see you again. This is me saying goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and she just gets off the boat and goes. And then like a few minutes go by, and he's like, Oh, yeah, maybe I'll never see my daughter again. I should also get off the boat and like go live with gorillas. And like tells the captain to just tell people that. <laughs> People get lost in Africa all the time. time. Tell them we died and then just jumps into the ocean. One thousand (laughs) percent. I and if you're the captain, you're just like, so you want me to tell people that I lost my cargo? (laughs) People who paid me money. (laughs) Everyone got murked. They're just dead. Do you want me to also take you to Africa now? Even Clayton, even Clayton, the mercenary dude who had a knife and a gun on him at all times, is dead. 
to be clear, I did not just lose the professor and his daughter. I also lost their uh, protection and all of his goons. There was about oh everyone, yeah, all, everybody. All of them are gone. It's just me. Uh, you sent me that? with a shipment yeah. of Remy Martin. It's y'all damn fault. <laughs> But that's the end of the movie. They all go live in Africa, sans Africans. I guess they are technically now yes, Africans yes, they because are. there's no actual Africans in Africa. And this so, about <laughs> South Africa from a British perspective. Stop. <laughs> this is what Mandela was fighting against. <laughs> and that's it. That's the Legend of Well, it's not even the Legend of Tarzan. It's just Tarzan, literally Disney trademark. Tarzan. Yeah. Uh, so, boy, what a journey that was. Uh, <laughs> So, I think we've kind of been talking about it in general, but like this is a this is a movie, and this is so I'll I'll kind of weave in some of the behind the scenes stuff sure. um, as we go through because like it's it's interesting when you hear about kind of how the movie was made. So Thomas Schumacher, who was then the president of Walt Disney Future Animation, was surprised that there hadn't been any previous attempts to animate a Tarzan film, saying that here's a book that cries out to be animated, yet were the first filmmakers to ever take in Tarzan from page to screen and presented the character as Burroughs intended. Right? So that last part, Burroughs' intention was, if you remember from the previous episode, Tarzan introduces himself as Tarzan, King of the Apes, Killer, killer of, of Black, black Men. men. <laughs> it's in the text. It's not subtext. He's literally telling that nigga you, I kill black people. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple films of Tarzan, right? Like the early ones are Tarzan, yes, doing, you know, heroic feats, wrestling crocodiles, beating up lions, all that other stuff. But also like either A, being outright like antagonistic to the African people living in in their own home <laughs> in Africa. He's not from there, right? Like he just showed up there. <laughs> They've been there. Uh so either outright antagonistic to them or like having a paternalistic relationship with them where they're just like simple minded, you know, people who don't understand, you know, it, like again, not like Tarzan knows shit because he grew up raised by gorillas but like somehow he's the wise council one who like we say all the time africa is not even just inventing mathematics it's not even just like inventing star maps and other things but like culture right like culture is not european or like strictly from a western perspective like they've had all kinds of things that you could call civilizations cultures um, you know, like so many things that we took from Africa and just kind of like slightly twisted and then we're like, we did that, you know, when it wasn't really <laughs> that at all. And so for them to kind of present not even just Tarzan as, you know, white man, but like, you know, subtext of again, him being, you know, a British Lord and him just being able to pick everything up, you know, better than anybody who ever lived in Africa, literally talk to animals, do all this stuff. And Disney took that and they were like, all right, but what if we made that for kids, right? Like, what if we <laughs> made that for – because the thing about it is, like, you could certainly do a Tarzan-like movie, sure. right? Like, the idea of, you know, this this 
person growing up amongst animals, being able to talk to animals. Like, that's a Disney thing, right? Like, that kind of fits in with the concept of of some of the things that they've Mm -hmm. done in the past. But, like, Tarzan, though, the Tarzan of it all is still, like, you made an intentional choice by not only drawing on that character and that name, but then, like, they say outright, like, they didn't know how to subvert the racism and all of the things inherent with it. So they were just like, let's just remove black people <laughs> entirely. Sometimes I'll be thinking that's some people's solution to racism. That, but, uh, race, yeah. Racism <laughs> wouldn't exist if there weren't any black people. I'm just saying. Yeah. It, what are y'all doing Billy here? Get out of here. Like that whole colorblind ideology that oh, uh, yeah. white mothers mm-hmm. and mixed kids want to give where it's like, oh. well, you know, it doesn't matter because everyone's heart beats the same so like even with the removal of black people they're still like well i mean skin color doesn't even matter even though this is a movie literally about a character whose name means white skin it's insane and well because the 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 text i guess of this movie is that tarzan is adopted into this family Mm -hmm. and like grows up amongst them and becomes basically like one with their culture and their society and all this stuff and then learns that he is adopted learns that he comes from another group of people but like you said there kerchak tells him no forgive me for not knowing that you are one of us all along you know and it's just kind of there's a weird it's yeah. so hard to not think a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> watching this movie uh, namely that this is I don't know if this was an intentional racial allegory that they were trying to communicate but it definitely felt it's to me not to see it like that like that <laughs> right. line, like you said wish fulfillment it literally sounds like the thing that every white dude who's been listening to hip-hop for like the last five years wishes a black person would say to them then oh my god the whole thing with yeah. Clayton and the gorillas like they kind of set up that like Clayton is an antagonistic person like character yeah. who like maybe has some ulterior motives but they don't go into it so we just know he really wants to get into the gorillas but we don't and we know he wants to for a different reason than the professor and jane but they don't really get into it they don't set it up so by the time he actually goes and gets the gorillas it's hard for it to look like anything other than the slave trade like especially when he says that line <laughs> like You're rounding up your little friends at 300 coppers ahead i'm like Oh, this is slavery. I don't know if that's what they wanted it to be, but that's what this is. Oh, yeah. Early police vibes, for sure. Yeah. Look, I mean, again, we'll say, right? Because, like, it feels like all of those things. I kind of was, I mean, so (laughs) here's a question, right? Because this feels very much like a white man's burden kind of world where it's like, are you (laughs) propositioning me? (laughs) I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. Africa is either like barren or like that because this is the 1880s. So there's slavery. It's been right, happening like, for colonization. quite some time at this point. So, like, what what are they trying to communicate here? Because this is these are three British people coming over to Africa to what I assume is is Eastern Africa, right off the coast 
uh, where, you know, lots of <laughs> slaves are being exported to the Americas. And apparently nobody's here. Land right? untouched is by it because man. They're all, is, is it because they're all gone already? Yeah, the Africans Is dipped. it because <laughs> they were like, our resource lush, <laughs> this wealth of land? We No, we don't want that. Yeah, it's beautiful here. We should we should split. We should leave. Are they are they intimating that black people just there's like they're just not in nope, Africa? There's at no all? one there. Are they what I mean that's that's the thing that I just can't wrap my head yeah. around. Because if you say that there's nobody here, right. no people at all in the in the entirety of Tarzan is there for 18 <laughs> years. You know what I mean? This is the first time he's seen another human it's, being in 18 years. Yeah. Right? And they're and white so people, like, by chance, you know? Yeah, and they're white people. Just like him. And it's like, I just, I, I don't know. Because that's, it gets another step trickier when you make that decision. Because then, without explaining why and what's going on, <laughs> it makes me think... 20 other things, you know, why aren't they and there? like you, you can't really, you know, but why aren't they there? Right? Why aren't they there? And, it, and because it's like, I don't, this movie is not seemingly removed from history or like any general, like real world context. Oh, no. Other than I saw a picture of a nigga on a there. penny farthing. They, they know <laughs> so, there's people. <laughs> Things are happening, so it's just it's just like how because it's the same they've they've done it a couple times in some of the movies that we watch where like they seemingly make a like a left turn at racism, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they get they no get man, close. this movie pulled up quick. It was like oh 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 oh, 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 oh put the brake, put the brake, man. Whoa whoa whoa! I take a um, damn because it's like. I don't know. There, yeah, there's so many different ways that they could. Well, have it's the it's the movie's so, like, fatal flaw, right? Because yeah. when you, like you said earlier, when you don't explain something, you leave the space for other people to think things. Now, yeah, those things could be a million things because number one, kids are going to go see this. Is a kids movie. We're not. I mean, I'm not going to play like it's not, but I'm also not going to play this movie like it's going to play me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, just, just like the total erasure of a the people of the land, but two, like the land is secondary, tertiary to what's going on here, right? It, it doesn't, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It could be India. It could be like if it had a jungle, it could be, but could have been a place that Tarzan's at, right? Because if, yeah. if you read the novels, then yes, it's explicitly Africa. If you take in any other Tarzan media, most of the time, if it's not a G-rated movie where they have to incur racism or something like that, then yeah, they're going to tell you like Tarzan lived among African apes in Africa, lived among tribes and whatnot, right? Because in several of the novels, a lot of the novels, he lives among tribes. In that other terrible mm-hmm. movie we watched, uh, <laughs> he fought for a tribe. They also fought yeah. for like lions too, but that was weird. Uh, yeah. And in this movie, they kind of, the story kind of starts and stops at Tarzan, King of the Apes, right? Because if he's King of the Apes, then we don't have yeah. to think about anything else. He's just Defender of the Apes. He is the king 
the defender. There's no one else we have to defend. Now, this movie and I, you would say like well-intentioned white people would love to mm-hmm. think that there is no connection between apes and black people. That comparison has never been made before. <laughs> never, no. ever. So as long as Tarzan is king of the apes and they're not, and we don't make choices to voice them by black people, give them black mannerisms yep. of any type, or like associate them with any specific African tribe or American tribe for that matter, or any American grouping of black people, that we've done our job at like completely eschewing the race problem. Because that's literally like... I'm, that's why there are 30 people in the story. <laughs> that reason alone. So they were figuring out. They were like, they were literally trying to figure it out. I honestly think, I think the story group is like a group, like a, 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 a group think, you know, created <laughs> by whatever, you know, this Disney animation department at the time to try to figure out like, how do we not, we, we cannot associate black people with these apes, not for a second. Cause they will come for us. So take take a second, right? Think about 1999. Okay. Oh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Which black actor do you think Disney approached to play the role that Rosie O'Donnell played of uh is it is Well, they it already they already got to Eddie Murphy for Mulan. Yeah. So I guess the second choice is Chris Rock, right? Do you have a guess there? I think Chris Rock's a good guess. I think if they already had in their mind that they were going to do Make Turk a female ape, then I think they might have actually reached out to Cree Summer. Ooh. If they were uh, smart. You, you do voices. You do this. But Cree <laughs> was like, do this. Absolutely the fuck not. And so that's they, an educated guess. Then they had to go find somebody. That's what I would say. Okay. Well, it was. Chris oh Rock. shit! <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did approach Chris Rock to play Turk. That's fucking. Yeah, oh my god. Obviously. Oh no. Um. I mean, he's not gonna play a gorilla. He will play a zebra. Play a zebra. Uh, Played a shit out of a zebra. <laughs> what they made four Madagascar movies or something like that. He good. But he drew the line of the gorilla because he was like, "Bro, nah." What do you think? He said, you "I'll be a I mean? crackhead, but I am not going to be." A <laughs> I, hey, playing that crackhead got him in movies. I think that's the first movie, right? <laughs> I mean, no. I respect it. I'd make the same choice. The hustle is the hustle. I mean. Dave Chappelle got played in Nutty Professor, you know, but we got to get there. We got to get there mm. somehow, right? Now, there are people who will say that Rosie O'Donnell was getting close to Chris Rock in her approach to this role. Did that sound accurate to you mm. or no? What well, white people? This is the internet talking. This is I. This is not an opinion. Do, I do you guys but. know about? You guys uh, remember the very short-lived uh, Friday um, animated series? Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I do. In that show, none of the original voice actors were, you know, right. characters in the movie. So to play Pops, they got uh, a voice actor who's now very celebrated, has at least two very, very um, remembered characters. 
um, like iconic characters. That actor they got to play Pops from Friday was John DiMaggio, um, you know, Bender. Mm. Bender. And yep. he did essentially like black voice, like trying to, not even really trying to sound like um, John Wilson, but trying to sound like a black father. Yeah. I, I mean, would say that really Bender's not like, far. If you say, Yes, <laughs> Bender's Let's sort of like when he says like stuff like I'm back baby like it's close it's very man. close and I feel like if you're gonna say Rosie O'Donnell sounded close to Chris Rock then you watched Friday the Animated Series and thought it was John Witherspoon that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't necessarily hear it but I think I think because Rosie O'Donnell's voice is so identifiable oh, yes. that you're just like that's I think she's just putting on a little bit of the extra Brooklyn because she's from New York yeah so I think she's just like right. oh yeah I'm gonna just give it a little extra Tarzan there look at it oh there whoa look at my guy Tarzan whoa. he's like swinging around vine to vine tree to tree surfing on trees hey <laughs> <laughs> my mother makes a great pishol I don't know what the fuck that is I'm sorry Italian people now Gabagool. here's another just brief trivia question <laughs> Who do you think was originally supposed to play Tantor? The elephant. Who was it? The, the, the Jewish, Jewish elephant. elephant. The very Jewish elephant. Okay. 1999. Jewish elephant. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld was saying no to everything. Set B movie. He went on to make B movie. It's so crazy that he made B movie. I. <laughs> the now beloved B movie your boy was like I'm not making nothing for nobody and then DreamWorks had the bag and he was like B movie you say just read the side isn't it wild how that movie got memed into being a beloved uh, crazy like it bombed and then we all talked about it like you remember that movie where Jerry Seinfeld was a B that wanted to fuck away (laughs) and then it became like (laughs) beloved it's insane Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually have no guesses for the Jewish elephant. I'm kind of stuck here. Would you believe Woody Allen? No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What, what so do the, the Disney execs that... think a room with Chris Rock and Woody Allen is gonna look like? Like they gotta hang out well, <laughs> and talk to each other. Woody Allen was originally approached to be Tantor, but Jeffrey Katzenberg, who had left and then was over at DreamWorks, persuaded him to join Ants Mm. instead. So it was like, it was almost a go. And then Katzenberg was like, no, 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 I got, it's a lead role over here. Yeah, they gave him like a multi-picture deal to go and do Ants at DreamWorks. Which notoriously bombed, because it dropped the same week as A Bug's Life, which is just like, Hot energy all over superior but also yeah i mean it's just like all of these things are just weird decisions because like if you ever considered woody allen for a kids Kids movie movie. yep uh i mean not even like especially in 1999 but it wasn't like you know certain people over their careers weirdly softened george carlin was on shining time station you're just like okay i guess this is that's how i learned about george carlin (laughs) um you know, Woody Allen at that point was still like directing feature films. Like he wasn't like out the game. Like he was still yeah. around. So like, but, I mean, for them to be like, you want to be 
an aunt, an aunt? Who, who wants to fuck Jennifer Lopez, no less, and has to fight Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah. Bond, but that is my insect film. I will watch that over a Bug's Life 10 out of 10 times. It's just a wonderfully weird film. It's cool. Ants? Yes. Ants is weird. I I, I have seen it. It, it. it like kind of perfectly captures like this weird existentialism and like um, just like dealing with the way that society is. And it's like in the ant world, but you watch it and you're like, I mean, these, these things apply. <laughs> but the thing about like Woody Allen is a weird choice for Tantor until you consider it's the same people who are like, hmm, what do kids want to watch? I know. You remember those hundred year old books about that dude who killed Africans and like was king of all the apes? Yeah. Love that. Gotta get it. So like that makes sense that those people would be like, oh, yeah, let's do that one director, uh, the, the Jewish dude who does all those cool little films. Let's do that guy. That'd be a good yeah. Like 1999. Those aren't even like good Woody Allen movies, by the way. It's like Curse the no. Jade Scorpion and fucking yeah. Match Point. Boo. I mean, I think that's why he saw that and was like, how much gotta for this? Something. Okay. <laughs> gotta do something. <laughs> gotta, gotta pay, pay those bills. bills. Gotta put a house um, on my house. I gotta support my let's, stepdaughter let's... who I'm gonna marry later. Mm-hmm. The future is weird let's for wrap you, up Woody this. Allen. The future is strange. <laughs> let's wrap up this tangent with this completely off-the-wall question. Choose one. Shark Tale. B-movie. Ants. <laughs> <laughs> a bug's life oh no i thought you were just thinking with the lame versions of the other things look i'm gonna go ahead for dreamworks oh, all well, day i love all yeah. of those films <laughs> i shouldn't i do you fuck with b movie i'm just trying i'm to not trying to like, come for you there no no, no 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 like i like the meme potential and i like how the story starts off as one thing and ends up completely different like um Simpsons it's not vibes comprehensively like a good film but i like the idea of being like we're just gonna tell you a story about this beat and then it comes about ends up being a completely different story like i just think that's really cool yeah um of those options i'm going with shark tail the reason what tail black <laughs> is a criminally underrated um actor in all fronts especially in the voice act i know we give him his flowers for like kung fu panda but he does a great job in shark mm-hmm. tales also the real reason i'm going with that movie uh me and my brother wore that movie out in my home so much to where my mom had that little monologue from the shrimp as he's trying to convince the sharks not to eat him memorized so yeah. now i just associate mm. that movie with my mom like it makes me laugh every time <laughs> i would see that on and like like on an ikea tv and then i will call her and be like mom you'll never believe what's playing on ikea right now like it's wild yeah camera i think my association was just like how did they convince this person to do this yeah crazy animal movie you know what i mean because night i mean whenever will smith made a shark's tale it's like you don't have to do that like <laughs> you don't <laughs> you are a movie Wasn't star, man. in that point though where he was making movies where he didn't have to make like 1999 well, making. men in black had already that had already well, happened by, by uh shark's tale he was we, that guy he was that dude i know but bad like, boys already we already got kind of veering off and just doing shit like well, I think, yeah. I mean, he was kind of just like, I'll do whatever. I think he had two you know, Bad Boys but... movies by this time. Independence Day, obviously. I don't remember. It was... Shark Tale is 2004. He's gravy, baby. Like, he, he's already recovered yeah. from Wild Wild West. It's a, it's a, it's a glimmer in, in the, in the rearview mirror at this point. He's good. I was really thinking about the hitchfork in the room, because that's really what it is for me. 
He does stuff. Oh, boy. Actually, he does, didn't yeah. he play, like, Ali already? Yeah, Ali is 2002, right. so, like, he's an Oscar nominee. He's like, yeah, why like, not? <laughs> yeah, he's good. It, Shark Tale is like, yo, Jane gonna need a new crib. And by crib, I mean car. <laughs> crib is his own separate house for him. <laughs> I, I'm gonna build him his own separate house for his two-year-old can't-walk self. Yeah, he did Bad Boys 2 in 2003 and then did a Shark Tale. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, Bad After Boys that. 2 is like iconic Will Smith performance. Mm-hmm. When we think of yeah. the best of Will Smith, it's Bad Boys 2 is up there. Cameron, quickly, what's your answer between all those oh, movies? Shark Are Tale, Ants, or B-Movie? B-Movie or, um, or Bugs Life? A Bugs Life. I'll throw a, I'll throw a curveball in there also because I forgot about Osmosis Jones, which isn't an animal. Oh, but it's like... then I gotta go Osmosis Jones. Yeah, That's kidding. actually like no brainer almost. <laughs> Osmosis Jones is maybe the grossest fucking movie uh-huh. ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. In elementary schools, when it rains and like all the girls are like, oh, like <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like the whole first half of the movie is like snot and poop jokes, like. Yep. And also, like, when you see the germs, they look like snot and poop. So it's like, you can't get away. It's like, it honestly, yep. it does give you, and it's about a man getting sick over the course of an hour and a half. It's just like, mm-hmm. God damn. And Bill Murray, like, I gave it. He was like, yep. oh, I, I'm going to get snot and like sex jokes in a kid's movie. They're Let's like, go. Just, just show up and be gross. He's <laughs> like, you know, I can. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I have to go as most Jones for sure. Also, like oh, Lawrence Fishburne's the baddie in that movie. Like mm, he does a good job. Yep. Like, he does a real good job. Legit menacing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the, that's that's a spirited discussion. Although Robert De Niro is a shark. He is. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Still going on Moses Jones. Yeah. Well, back to Tarzan. <laughs> Do we have to? No. Go, go, that go. shows how much we care about this movie is that we would rather have well, a whole Well, because here's the thing. About, Actually, uh, I, here's something I want to talk about a little bit. The problem is this hero has nothing to go for, right? In every Disney musical, every prestige Disney musical, and this is also musical theater knowledge for any of those, you know, any of those theater kids out there. You know, the first song from the hero is the I want song. You know, mm-hmm. you got to establish what the hero wants. Like, does the hero want to get out of this life, this world? And we do get a Phil Collins song that's like, you'll be in my heart. Two worlds, two, oh, two hearts, hearts, two, two families. families. Yeah, that's... <laughs> or was it one family? Oh, I'm sorry. Two, two worlds, one family. Sorry. Two, two worlds, worlds, one family. One family. Yeah. So it, it that in itself is not necessarily an individual want. That's more of like a existential grasping for community. You know what I'm saying? It's not really like I desperately need Mm -hmm. that missing link in my family. Like he's, he's not gunning for that. Once he's like, once uh, his ape mom adopts him, he's gravy. Like he never thought about like, Oh, my hand shouldn't be like, like this, my all like, knuckled up like that or like well they have that one moment where she like tries to like say hey you're just like me and then they put their hands together and he's like fuck out of here mom he is very like that's a very like only a white child could talk to their mom (laughs) fuck you mom (laughs) it's my burrito but like he does have like it's weird it's because it's super brief like in the beginning and they're just he's just like i don't look like everyone else why does god hate me and then he does like blackface with the mud and he's just like oh different 
oh that's the only scene that gave me vibes that's the only scene that was like this is fucked up i don't uh-uh no 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 like as soon as he looked in the in the um in the puddle i was like he gonna put that mud on his face yeah god damn it god well, and then he was just like looking at himself i'm a i'm a mess like because it got the like the phantom of the opera like half face like, going on he's like oh what am i am like, i black or that- white only lasts for like yeah. a minute and then he just grows up and he's just like, I'm Tarzan now. I'll be surfing on trees. Like <laughs> all all lives matter. I'm Tarzan, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> there you're right. There's like no desire. And then right. then once a desire comes into the movie, it's just the power of boners. Like he's just like, Oh, she fine. I want to yeah, this all happens, by the way. All of that happens at like the fifth reverse minute fever. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Reverse jungle fever. I'm not fucking with y'all. Y'all so unserious. <laughs> no, it's true. He's like, but I'm black. Jane I'll, was I'll, like, work. I'll, I'll I'll think through what what that would be called, but Cameron, yeah, go ahead. You, you keep running that one. Um, okay, but like I said, that that happens at like it's the 50 minute mark. So like the want like this you got we get you're right we do have the visual motif of like him putting his hand on the other hand on the gorilla hand being like damn that's crazy but that's me and then later you know he puts yeah. the hand on a human hand and he's like oh no i want that now there's no like it doesn't go through it yeah. doesn't follow him throughout and i'm not saying like you know you got to be fucking save the cat and perfect screenplay or anything like that but if your act one and your act two have nothing to do with like the character's like main wants, and you're just like literally watching him experience life and it's seems to be fine, right? Then like yeah. you're the stasis, right? Uh sorry, I gotta explain. I'm explaining screenwriting. Sorry, I, I'm I apologize. <laughs> but it your uh your main character stasis is supposed to be interrupted like page 10, page 12. Like that's that's act yeah. one. That's the first thing that happens sees like your your hero is living life they're doing great and then something happens what he got shipwrecked in this movie and he was instantly doing fine like i know a bunch of kids who can't even get adopted at age 12 this nigga was like not barely even forming words he had nothing to offer and a gorilla was like (laughs) i want him he was an orphan for all of five minutes (laughs) he ain't walking us he probably like was sleepy during the time he was hungry what look i mean first of all camera i figured out it's patagonia fever is what <laughs> i was i was thinking of patagonia fever i'm making that movie poster it's wild that kerchak is 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 like he's the act one villain yeah along with the leopard that for some reason can't talk and i don't know what that means right i'm not quite sure what the intention with that is because literally every other animal yeah, is talking. racist like right. on top of racism i can't explain it but i'm like <laughs> y'all saying something about this cat yeah I'm, I don't know uh, what it is, but it feels it feels yeah. rude i'm gonna let, i'm gonna let you have that one i'm gonna I'm piggyback you on that one so if they come asking yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna pump you up on that one but also i mean kerchak is basically like don't like for real, like on sight, he sees him and he's like, "Leave him alone." Does he know? He's like, "No, nah, something ain't right with that." He's problems. I don't know what that is, but I don't right. want to hear. And but that's so. Here's here's the question though. 
because this is somewhat you know the the pocahontas issue too is that like the the natives in pocahontas are immediately like no you know what i mean like white men nothing but trouble <laughs> please stop coming to our home to our land like all you do is try to kill us you give us these fucked up blankets that kill us like we don't want any more of this right do you think kerchak had seen white people before and was like no because i know what that is and it's it's not one of us you know what i mean like it's an enemy or do you think they're trying to do some because it's it again is supposed to be an adoption allegory is what the overall message is again because it's tarzan you can't escape the racial allegories that you kind of draw connections to um and so you know kerchak is is depicted as bad because he doesn't want tarzan uh because tarzan doesn't look like you know apes and gorillas even though again if you're looking at it from just a general sociological perspective like animals don't do that like it's very rare that an animal is just like yeah this thing that's clearly not me I'm going to like pick it up and like bring it into <laughs> they don't do that with you know animals what I mean? that are, like they don't do that with other gorillas he'd be like I, I didn't birth this I'm going to kill it like I want to yeah. kill it or eat it I might eat it <laughs> fuck it you know so these are supposed to be and it's not even because in, in the Edgar Rice Burroughs novels as racist as they were like the gorillas were supposed to be some strange hyper intelligent race of so they weren't technically gorillas but they were like a subspecies that had evolved into being able to like talk and do things and like kind of they yeah. talk to so humans? like these are just no they or was it like in this movie like, where they can talk amongst themselves they talk but... amongst themselves because tarzan can speak both their language and then eventually like french and english. yeah yeah so, like, these are just regular-ass gorillas. They, these ain't even, like, there's nothing special about them in a way that would make you think that they would have some kind of evolved perspective on just things that wait, aren't wait, gorillas. Wait. And so, are you like, saying that Tarzan is the magical Negro amongst the gorillas? Uh, I would argue. No, because he gets them all yeah. killed. Or he, he almost does. He you did, know, no. like and, and, he's the Benedict Arnold of gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's the, I feel like Tarzan <laughs> even went to Kerchak was like, but you died though. Like I'm still here. <laughs> well, because so there's the scene, I skipped over this in the five minutes, but there's a scene where uh Santor, uh the unfortunate leopard comes back. Just doing leopard things. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, you just trying to live his life. Like, like I was being me. I was doing just me. trying to do what love. You know, like nobody told that little gorilla to walk away from the rest of the group. Like nobody told uh, Tarzan's parents to build a treehouse. You know, where a leopard could climb up and eat them. So like leopards like right. to climb trees. You made a whole house. Like, would you expect Basically that? They made a refrigerator so. for me. Thank you. <laughs> but. Tarzan, so like there's there's like the double grief, I think, that Santor is supposed to be the link between where like yeah. Kala lost her child to this leopard, and then Tarzan mm-hmm. lost his parents to this leopard, and so Tarzan gets a cathartic victory of like beating the shit out of this leopard. But does he um, even know that that's also something I was more wondering about when I watched it. Does he even know that Sabor like murdered his parents? 
I don't think well, so. I don't know because he didn't even know about the the treehouse and like that he who his parents were until the movie had like 20 15 minutes left. Like he, right. He, he he and we never saw him yeah. see him footprints covered in blood. Right. Like I think he was he just too busy true. like look at these fine threads my dad used to wear. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he was just like oh that leopard is giving Kerchak problems. Kerchak don't respect me. If I beat the leopard, he has to respect right. me. I have to be king of the black. I mean, the apes. I have to. So I gotta get the. <laughs> I feel like that's what he was doing. I think you're right. And he brings so he brings Kerchak the body, and Kerchak's like, so. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about that is he brings the body. All the other apes are going crazy, and Kerchak is like, I guess, man. Like, <laughs> that's fine, fine, fine. Everybody, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right, whatever, dog. Yeah, you win. I'm going to go downstairs now and turn on Stephen A. Smith. I was, I was about to say, there's very much so like Jay-Z chaining Kanye energy there. Yeah. Like everybody else told Jay, yo, you got to do that. He's the, he's the new nigga. And Jay was like, yo, Rockefeller is for fucking not, gangsters, it, nigga. It feels very much like the first time you beat your dad at basketball. Stop. And he's just like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I, you, I, my leg locked up, you know, I didn't stretch <laughs> like I usually do. And so you got one, I guess, you know, yeah, I'm going to go downstairs. I got you next yeah. time, it don't matter. Yeah, you still yeah. going to do chores tomorrow. Like, I don't even know what you're smiling about. <laughs> so, yeah, and that I, is supposed to be like, oh, he'll never, he'll never accept you no matter what you do. You know, even if you like kill the thing that killed his son you know like you'll never be you never take the place of his son until the end when he's like i've always loved you which was like did you though i don't think that's i think you're just having some like deathbed delusions and you're just saying things and not really like thinking about it because it didn't feel like that you know even because the thing is like 15 minutes before he got shot because tarzan (laughs) tarzan like all of the the mercenaries come right, so Tarzan comes after right. They're already there. Kerchak's already like you know fucking them up, and they're they're having this fight. And then Tarzan comes in and like swings on one of them, and then like him and Kerchak are like back to back, and he gives Tarzan like a like a nod, like yeah, like we're about to, <laughs> about to like the rush this. hour, like the rush hour double kick. Yeah, but it's also like. <laughs> That's what they Why would Kerchak swing on him too? Because it's he like this is you, dog. Like and you he did knew this. it was direct. He literally had just told him to go to take your ass to London because you brought these folks here after I told you not to bring these people here. Get out. And Who are these people in my house? I told you you can't have company. <laughs> exactly. None of them took their shoes off. And five minutes later, he got a whole house full of reckless teenagers breaking all his furniture and drinking all his iced tea. Mm. Like no. <laughs> He's not, not, yeah, man, let's fight him together. He'd be like, take your friends and get out. Not, not only that, he's got multiple bullets in his chest. He did get shot a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Tarzan, who is this? Ah, damn. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, man. Oh. You know, so Tarzan, like you said, oh, Cameron, it's so wild that at the end of the movie, everybody's just like, Oh yeah, I guess I guess we've always loved Tarzan. Like we're following Tarzan. Like Kerchak never existed, even though he seemingly was the the leader of this group for a long Ever. time, at least yeah, eighteen years plus. 
You know? They were five yeah, feet they, away they, from his corpse celebrating. <laughs> no, nah, they just walked off. They left him there. It reminds me, sadly, there's like, uh, sadly, it reminded me of that movie Red Tails. Did any, any of y'all see Red Tails? I did not. I saw it in the theaters. <laughs> okay. And there's a, the main character dies. <laughs> and then literally they pan over to a celebration. Damn. In the same camera shot, they are putting his body in the coffin. <laughs> and there are people over there who are literally like, congratulations. I can't believe you made it back from war. It's never too early. You know what I mean? Like, you could, we could do both. Multitask. We could mourn and celebrate at the same time. <laughs> Some people wasn't yeah, doing one. Is. Some people was only doing one, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, suss you out. I mean, who, I mean, maybe this character wasn't very popular. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we we don't know. <laughs> we don't know that part. This movie was just not interested in that. Um, wait. I guess the only thing that we haven't really talked about yet is the Phil Collins of it all. Ooh, and it cool. is, it is interesting in that, like, like I said before, El Dorado with Elton John, and I feel like there's a couple other movies where it's like, because. In Disney movies, typically what you will hear is like the main character is singing yes. what they want, or yes. like like you were saying, Cameron. It's very musical theater esque. Yeah, and they made a another like knowing decision mm-hmm. to step away from the show tune style that they had been doing over the last couple of years to get Phil Collins and get kind of like a more pop music sound similar. I mean, it's the last time they had that success is when they did the Lion King and they had Elton John. Right. So they're kind of returning back to that. Well, and you know, he is like quasi narrating the film. Like he's not a character. He's just, it's Phil Collins just telling you, this is what these characters are feeling and thinking and kind of what, what's happening here. Um, And, it is th- it is the best part of the movie. Yes. Um, but it's also like just weird. That format was weird for me again to kind of go back to that just because I was kind of like it's it's like we had a few of these, you know, like the end rap where it's just like I'm going to I'm going to recap the movie you just watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh, like this isn't just a song. Like he's actually telling me what's what happened. happening in the scene. I'm watching these characters do the thing he's singing about. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but the songs do go. So what? Like, is is you'll be in my heart? Is that the one that you're like? That's my my number one from the soundtrack. Or is there another song that you're like? That, that's your number one. Is that your number one? Is what I'm asking. Oh. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so the three songs are "You'll Be in My Heart," what two worlds, one family, yeah, and and what's the the Son of Man and Man? You'll oh, Son of Man. Oh, yeah. But there's Which also the, go, there's the other one where Turk and the other animals uh, are like ripping up the I, the, mm, the site. Doesn't exist. Didn't happen. The campsite. Uh, zero, zero out of ten. Didn't happen. Okay. I loved that song when I was a kid because he was into that. It was very wacky, and I just I was like, "Oh, they're making music with by breaking glass like dishes." You know. That works sometimes. I like that like idea when it's like, "Oh, this thing makes a sound, and then this makes a sound, and then blap bop doo bop blap bam song." Yeah, that was yeah. I. I like that. As I got older, uh, that took me away. It took me out of it because I was like, "What yeah. is?" 
what is going on? There's literally in that scene, the monkeys are just like, what's the stuff? Cool. So there's, yeah, there's, um, there's, you'll be in my heart. There's son of man. There's trash in the camp. There's strangers like me. Um, you'll be in my heart. I think I said that one. Um, is a wondrous place. Is that the one? Yeah. That's Phil Collins. There's a, there's a, so (laughs) in my research, I found, you know, like the, the behind the scenes, that's typically like the DVD extra kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then I completely had blocked this out of my brain, but then I watched it and I was like, we did do that. I watched the Disney Channel movie surfers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in depth yeah. look at Tarzan. <laughs> and I guess there was a, a in sync collaboration on here. I don't know which one that was. Maybe that was just on the soundtrack and not in the actual movie. Yeah, I think so. I, I didn't hear it in the credits. That's why I was. I, yeah, I, I do because I I think I had the soundtrack and I remember the song. I could not tell you what it sounds like. I don't think it's in the movie at all. I think it's Trash in the Camp. That's what that's Trash what this is camp, that's the, telling me. Are they like is it like JT probably doing like a beatbox of that? Yeah, well, because it's weird because that's also the Rosie O'Donnell song though. Like that's the only song that she sings in here. Right. So maybe there's two versions. Probably one with Rosie O'Donnell, one with NSYNC, which is I what a choice. But can you like also Phil Collins and NSYNC? It feels like they don't really do this as much as they used to. But when the Grammys used to be like, yo, you sing with this person, even though there's no reason for this to be happening. And poor Stevie Wonder is up there with like Stevie Wonder with 98 (laughs) degrees. What the fuck was that? And you're just like, okay, (laughs) sure. Well, ninety-eight degrees was we we all know they are they are the ops. They were literally created to combat <laughs> boys to men. This is known fact. They would right. actually tell you the same thing. They yes. actually Nicholas A has said it on camera. Yeah. And that I mean, how did that work out for them? Well, Nicholas A got <laughs> hey, Nicholas A got a show though. He's, he's yeah, on Netflix, bro. TV. But what and, and the rest checked. of them? Who? How many degrees? <laughs> well, uh, you know, because boys to men still still on tour. Hey. 98 degrees. I mean, you tell me. Um, it's a little colder but... these days. <laughs> 90, um, at least 94, you know, <laughs> like not. <laughs> um, I'll say, yeah, I'll say uh, You'll Be In My Heart is like obviously the hit song, right? Yeah. I think my favorite one is Two Worlds, One Family, though. Mm-hmm. It's Even though he calls Africa a paradise untouched by man. I would say it's between Son of Man and Strangers Like Me. Both mm. of those have like that infectious kind of like hook thing that makes me like Son of Man makes me feel weirdly inspired. Like I'm yeah. gonna go, I'm gonna be like that. You know what I mean? Like it gives me like yeah. I'm that dude energy. I w- if I play basketball, I would play Son of Man as my no, like. No, you would not. Song. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> and one of your own teammates, hey man, what you listening to? You are not living that down. <laughs> man was like, shut the hell up. Don't lie. <laughs> Collins. Yes, I'm gonna get beat. Uh, I'll get beat up in the locker room for sure. I mean, yes. Yeah, at least if you're playing in the air tonight, they might be like, oh, "All right, bet." Oh, you know, bet. But Son yeah, of Man, they go be like, mm, "I don't know about that." <laughs> Um, ranking this with with the all time Disney soundtracks is this does this hold up there or is this not not ranking with some of the I think this ranks but it's not high yeah same hmm. I think I held it in a higher place like nostalgically but like 
revisiting. I still think it's good, but yeah. I don't think it's as close to the other ones as I had previously it, thought. Yeah, is it like on. low low top tier? Mm. No, because or or high mid tier. So so we talked about this last time with Pocahontas that Pocahontas is a C plus movie. This is well at least my take. This is a yeah. C minus movie almost with maybe the top two three Disney moment in it, which mm-hmm. is Colors of the Wind. Yeah, which is honestly in the movie also a fantastic sequence mm-hmm. of yeah. animation, planning, directing. It looks like fantastic, right? I think the closest we get here to that moment is like when he's sing- swinging through the trees. Mm, uh, yeah, and, and what's playing during that moment? Because I'm Son trying to is playing. Is it no, Son of Man? Son of Man. Yeah, it's like as he's like gr- progressing and when he's growing up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because like I remember, there's like they incorporate like the visuals with the rhythm of this. Like there's a part. You're like, right. You're right. Yeah, because coming yeah. and pumps on the on the drums. Like yeah, hundred percent. And there are a couple, and and there's a couple like shots in that sequence that are like yeah yeah like the one obviously from the trailer where he like swings and then he lands on the branch and looks back at the camera all like pensive and shit it's like yeah, that, that goes that goes <laughs> they're like can we just do a title drop in the movie like we're not gonna put the the title card there but like when we play it later on tv and stuff or we can just use it there can we just do that like they ain't no real g's they ain't no real g's they ain't like drive my car and drop the title sequence drive the title card 45 minutes into the movie <laughs> like a real fucking g <laughs> Real cheese do shit like that. Stanley um, Kubrick. <laughs> um, I don't think Kubrick ever did that. Actually, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. Let's <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. Um. <laughs> but but yes, there's like a couple people. I feel like yeah, there's a couple parts in there. But I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think it holds because I feel like this is along the lines of like Hercules. Sure. Where I mean, I feel like even Hercules. Zero to Hero, though. Come on, dog. Zero yeah, to Hero is like better than all of these songs. Yeah, and that's where I was. That's where I'm sure because that's I, I, the I, tough I, part. Because even though this is good, but right, yeah, yeah. even also, though this is good, yeah, go go go. I think go. Because they don't serve the story as well as mm. songs and the other movies do, that knocks it down some points. Because like, yeah, it sounds mm. good, but because ultimately the movie isn't memorable and the songs are a function of that, it doesn't stick in with you like Zero to Hero or like any of the Lion King songs. Because you're just like, oh yeah, I remember that that uh, Phil Collins movie. Like you don't even really think about it as Tarzan. You just think about yeah. the movie with the Phil Collins songs. So. I would even say yeah. like the songs from Mulan go harder than this movie. Oh yeah. Reflection? Come on. Mm-hmm. Reflection? I'll, I'll make a man out of you? <laughs> what even even like the goofy song in that mo- movie with the you bring honor to us all is like still better than the fucking trash camp song in this movie yeah so i mean i feel like tarzan is at the low end if not the lowest but damn the low is like pretty good though the low actually right. like goes like Worst worst moment versus its best moment, still very good. Hmm. Songs wise. I would agree with that. All right. Well, again, going into the behind the scenes, like if you want to hear like in-depth Tarzan stuff, I would say go back and listen to our, our other Tarzan episode about the 2016 Legend of Tarzan, because that's where we get deep into in, the yeah. nitty-gritty. Um but for this, I mean I, I will say again, like the the number one thing is they say again like 
another issue was the inherent and overt racism in the original Edgar Rice Burroughs Tarzan, and so the writers consciously chose to not include any African characters in order to avoid this topic. So, like, that's not, it's not like us, like, reading into things. They it's a conscious choice. are on record saying that, that they just were like, we're just going to not avoid this. Um, but going through all this, seeing uh movie surfers again which is like what a wild concept like the it was such an aol chat level internet but the the only other like seeing that brought to mind things that i know we remember and that is the tarzan mcdonald's toys i think did did you both say that you had those yeah i feel like i may have had them too i'm looking at them now there's two sets of them and i don't know which ones i had um i know i had one there's like uh a scene and i think it's during the son of man montage where tarzan is still like a kid and he's like riding a yeah. weird bird and oh, okay. that was one of them that i had and then i had a clayton toy and i only remember that yeah. one because i was like after i saw the movie i was like yo fuck this dude and i remember yeah like dragon ball z toys and i would make them all jump clayton <laughs> yep. <laughs> how he because you know how they used to do you like they were just blindly reaching down under the counter, pulling out whatever it was and putting it in the box. Yeah. You gave me a fucking Clayton. Come on, yeah, dog. Like, <laughs> look you in your face. Be like, you don't like me. You get what you get, dog. Here you go. Nah, nah, um, nah. I'm going to see you later. That's what. Like, what who do they think was going to watch this movie and be like, you know who the real hero of this film was? That dude who actually hung himself. I need the <laughs> Um, there was also two different Nestle creations. There was what sounds like it might actually be good was, I mean, it's called a jungly, which is not good. I would change the name of that. Definitely. But it, I think it's just like a chocolate covered banana, like popsicle, which is like, okay, you know, like banana flavored ice cream again hit or miss sometimes you know what i mean like some people do it right some people do the artificial banana flavor which is like mm. um but like chocolate and banana does go together and frozen chocolate covered bananas are good so yeah. i feel like this is probably in line with that what probably was not good though is milk chocolate bars with big banana flavor is how it's described Mm-mm. actually let me read that again uh okay yeah it's been I, at first i thought it was plural banana flavors and i was like what other fl- <laughs> are you putting like plantain in there or like what else <laughs> what other bananas are we including <laughs> in this but it yeah so it's not like banana cream in a chocolate bar or like anything like that it's banana flavored milk chocolate Mm-mm. which i don't think that could be a good obviously that, that probably was bad they didn't ask kids <laughs> i mean do I they, mean, they ask kids they wouldn't kids. have been able to make a Tarzan candy <laughs> like what child is like, you know what i really want uh <laughs> a candy bar that reminds me of 1999's disney's tarzan <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i'll ask this question again because we did this before when we did the original tarzan is there a way to remake this movie i think the problem is if you're going to do it the way that they did it, you can't, I mean, you're not going to have black people. <laughs> so, I mean, in, but including black people would make it not good either. Yeah. Like one shouldn't be part of this. Yeah. So my, my only thought was like, 
just set it in the Bermuda Triangle. Tarzan, you know, is a kid. His family gets shipwrecked. He comes out of nowhere. Bermuda Triangle full of weird talking animals. Uh, you know, there's another ship that's like full of not good explorers that come and want to exploit whatever or steal the steal the talking animals and take them back to the mainland and like Tarzan like stops that. But like it's not tar like you don't call it Tarzan. You just say it's something else, and it's like all of the concepts of Tarzan that you wanted, where they're like him talking to animals and like doing all that stuff, oh, yeah. and none of the avert associated racism that comes with any Tarzan adaption. <laughs> or do it like um do it like uh King Kong a little bit. I mean King Kong is sure. obviously overtly racist, but well, uh you know how King Kong's like from like the Bermuda Triangle or some like island that yeah. is not necessarily on the map. And right. all the animals there are like sort of dinosaurs, sort of like fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so yeah so so in that sense like he doesn't have anybody to protect you know what I mean yeah and it's like it's just the fish out of water trying to find my footing in this strange world thing boom yeah yeah I have like two ideas one honestly is just I won't say just as bad because it's not racist but like it's just not you're not going <laughs> to get a good story out of this but like if you're an executive and you want to make money what you can do is what they do sometimes with like what they did with Treasure Planet kind of thing. You do that weird futurist redesign. So instead of him being in Africa with apes, it's like oh, a yeah. family. Somehow it's in the future. They're in space. They get yeah. get on a planet. And then he gets raised by these weird alien animals. He's raised by the robots. Mm -hmm. Right. Then some other human colonists come. And then it's the same story, but without any yeah. animals or the racism, inherent racism or really imperial. Well, I guess there would still be like space imperialism, but it's not as strong. Yeah. That's the bad yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, the less bad way, it's not exactly a Tarzan movie anymore. Actually, it's not a Tarzan movie at all. It's, I forget, I never know how to pronounce this dude's name, that Marvel character, uh, Kazar. Yeah. Do a Kazar movie. You can explain, you can explore all the same themes. There's no racist, yeah. racism. It's just like dinosaurs and shit. That, that's yeah. all you need mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. I think you could. I mean, there's there's plenty of ways to take the idea of this pulp adventure kind of story and not make it racist. Uh, and I think the first way you do that is by disconnecting it from the racist source material right. that birthed it in the first place. Why did they? Make the only they did so many. Like they've made so many. Like oh wow, this was a popular pulp story when people were super, super racist. Let's make that into a modern franchise. Like, you remember the story about the Confederate guy who goes to Mars? Let's make yep. that. Like, why would you just oh, boy. take the themes, extrapolate them, and make something that's not connected to the history of racism? <laughs> like, I don't Damn. get it. They're all on our list, baby. John Carter's coming say, up. You, the Phantom's coming up. You, you uh, got Edgar Rice yeah. Burroughs is like 0 for 2 so far. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's I mean, he's 0 for. <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> well, let's uh get into what everybody else thought about Tarzan. Going around to all our favorite aggregate review sites, starting with the one and only imdb.com. So, as you know, star system out of 10. Dare, what do you think Tarzan has currently on IMDb? I'm going to say Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. That's high. I think they're generous. Okay, that's fair. Hmm. Disney Renaissance, but 
It's not the best. Um, I'm gonna say six point five. Seven point three. Seven point right three out of two hundred twenty nine thousand reviews. Yeah. I didn't do the math on where this stands with some. Although there are some others here, so let's look around. So Hercules has seven point three. Mulan has seven point six. Yeah. Pocahontas has six point seven. Pocahontas Little is the Mermaid. lower of all of them. Uh, yeah, Pocahontas is lower. Uh, Little Mermaid has 7.6. Mm. Emperor's New Groove, 7.4. It's funny. Hunchback, 7. Mm. Um, mm. Were there any of the other ones? Beauty and the Beast, 8, obviously. Yeah. That's why I say it. A Bug's like, Life, on- 7.2. who? <laughs> A Bug's Life, 7.2. <laughs> Let's look up, uh, just for fun, Ants. what Ants has and see if Woody <laughs> Allen fared any better. 6.5. 6. 5, 5. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't really get that win. Going over to Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think Tarzan currently has out of 100%? 78. 78. I'm going to stick with 60. 89%? 89%? Um, 79% audience score, which is usually... That's not usually how it goes, right? Like, it's usually Mm -hmm. the reverse. So, critics... I mean, I think... Part of what the critical response to the movie was is that this was one of the first films that um, had the yeah, 3D yeah, backgrounds, yeah, right? So they, they started to incorporate a lot of the 3D backgrounds into this movie, and it was kind of like the initial technological phase. Uh, the director of the movie... I want to say it was it mm-hmm. was Lima, right? Kevin Lima said that originally they wanted him to do a TV animated series to start with like a whole new crew of animators. And he was like, fuck that. Like, I'm not about to put my career on the line and like have a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing uh. make a Tarzan thing, specifically if you're going to do it with all of this like new technology that you're talking about. But then, you know... Afterwards, they came back again. They're like, "How would you like to make a movie?" And he was like, "I made that money. Do that, you know." So like, they, yeah, did a lot. So like, between the Phil Collins score and you know this like innovative animation, because it is very Got well it. animated, yeah. right? Like it, it it looks very good, and specifically for that time, you know, like you'll see not necessarily things that look dated in some of those movies, but like when you are. Looking at a lot of those early 3D films, like certain things kind of stand out and you're like, oh, that mm-hmm. did not age well. This aged actually very well, like in terms of just that like animation style that they were going for. Cause this is what, along with, you know, like, ooh, what is it? Well, they did Treasure Planet and then they yes. did Atlantis. And those were also movies that were like very 3D influenced. And then they started to get into like full on like 3D animation. Um, so now, our favorite Amazon.com. Uh, what do you think Tarzan has out of five stars? Five stars. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. Five stars, baby. Golly. Technically, Amazon again, some mediocre mediocrity. This is their favorite yeah. thing. Is it mediocrity? I mean, you're not wrong. We're we're on. 
you know, that spectrum of it's like 4.8 out of 5, technically, you know, but 87% five-star reviews, and that's out of, again, 6,852. Looking at it, the first thing you see is somebody, I think, showing, because this is for the DVD-Blu-ray combo, which is like, wow, there's a DVD-Blu-ray combo of Tarzan. Didn't even but, know that, yeah. Um, you can also get the VHS tape, I guess, if you want, on Amazon. But... The first review that you see is, at last, a Tarzan even Burroughs would be proud of, which is <laughs> quite a statement to make. He was like, where are the niggers? <laughs> I'm about to say, he would be so good. He didn't kill any niggers. <laughs> <laughs> he is explicitly the killer of black men. I wrote it in the book. Didn't see a single black corpse. Hero star. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know they love it. So that's that's. <laughs> The reviews for Tarzan, but our reviews are yet to come, and that is our three levels of caucasity. Dara, as a as a two time guest, you already know how this goes. So, first level is shorts in the winter, and, and boy oh boy, is it happening! Wow, uh, I mean, it I'm is like I saw I saw shorts and t shirt today. Which I was like, bruh, I am in a Antarctic coat. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> layers of clothes on me at the moment and like you don't have not even like a, a jacket you don't you just have a shirt and shorts you know i don't know what you're up to dog but it is that's a flip-flops outfit too it it is it is in the 40s and that's like the high is 40 so it's not 40 all the time so i don't know what you're doing out here but that is when it's just a curious decision you know not hurting anybody you know there's not any general malice or you know <laughs> harm being done but it's just kind of like i wonder why you're doing that what made you wake up this morning and choose shorts um cameron what is the second level second level of caucasity is uh this movie's touching my hair so now this this movie this not an ally, obviously, has uh, entered your space um, and committed a violence. It's not necessarily a bloodletting violence, but it is like a, uh, how do you say, a um, invasion of your personal space. Mm. And uh, you know how they do. Just come up and <laughs> do what they want. Come up in your house without shoes on, with shoes on. You know, just just making a mess of the place, just touching no. your hair, asking, but not asking questions and not asking no, if they can never. do any of this stuff. And uh, it's an intrusion, not quite a violent violence, though. And the third level, of course, who else would it be this week? Yeah. Your boy, Kevin McCarthy. And flame this man uh, because <laughs> <laughs> wow all all the levels first of all eight times right you got to go through this dance eight times i was like where's the sandman at this felt like i showed you that clip <laughs> cameron right when, when i love the it. show it the showtime at the apollo where uh like i guess this episode Everyone apparently lost. Everyone lost, and then uh, Sinbad had the Sandman come out, and he was just like, I guess ain't nobody winning tonight. (laughs) 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 And that's how it felt every time Kevin McCarthy came up to get elected, because, you know, that that black woman who had to repeatedly say, and no speaker has been elected, 
They're making was, compilation videos, and no speaker you know has I mean? been elected, and no speaker has been elected. <laughs> she had different outfits, dog. Like she was, this yeah, went on you know? for three days. Insane. And I swear to God, if they celebrated this motherfucker's win, I this is well, no, because he went full simp <laughs> and sold out. So he made concessions to yes. you know these specific Republicans who are like, all right, we'll vote for you if. You don't have any power, basically, is the deal he made. So he bas- he can't really do Shit. anything, you know what I mean? But he's he gets a title and a gavel. So it's crazy. hopefully... Like, the minority <laughs> leader is the leader, almost, in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the highest level of caucasity, because, boy, sit your ass down, dog. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, like, no one many, wants you here, how, fam. How many ways could you be told you're not wanted? You know what I mean? And even, like you're, well, I was going to say, it's the weirdos. It's the weirdos that even, yeah. like, are the holdouts. Matt Gates, Lauren Bobart, Lauren you know I mean? Bobart. <laughs> All the doofuses in Congress are the ones that are the holdouts. You and can't even appease them. And they got you up against the wall, dog. Bro. Like, come on, bro. How are you? Marjorie gonna... Taylor Greene got you by your balls. Mm. So, I mean, that's just like, bruh, how are you going to be out here governing, <laughs> doing anything after we just saw you get dunked on day after day after day after day, and you're going to stand up with your gavel and like, you, cause, cause, and this is the same motherfucker who was like, yeah, I'm going to get that gavel. I'm going to hit Nancy Pelosi with it. And it's he like talks so much shit. You know what I mean, what he moved his stuff into the office the first day of hearings. It, 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 can I tell you, I, I, I was working a temp job this week. Quick buy story for everybody. I was working a temp job this week and they, you know, they played like CNBC, MSNBC, Fox News over all the televisions. I'm literally walking past this man getting flamed Day in and day out for three entire days. Yep. And he was still like, I'm showing back up tomorrow. Maybe it'll work. <laughs> Eighth time's a charm. And maybe they'll change their mind. Just, yeah. I mean, so uh, all we have to say is just. Man, shut your bitch ass up. Because why? Why are you doing hey, that? That's right. <laughs> why are you doing any of this? Whack, motherfucker, get out of here. So, Dare, of those three levels, where do you think Disney's Tarzan ranks? <laughs> you know, it's crazy because my answer changed with the explanation of each level. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, it's it's mostly just a weird choice. Like, why did y'all make this movie? You, you shouldn't. And then I was like, well, but the fact that you're adapting it from this source material is violence, right? Like, yeah. this man made 24 racist ass novels explicitly about how he had this champion who went to africa killed all these black people came right. to london then went back and like civilized it like never forget that's that's not that's unforgivable so then i was like well maybe but then as we talk more and more about kevin the kevin mccarthy example i'm like well it's really that because <laughs> he keeps coming back no one no one asked for this. No one is like, yo. No one asked for this. Zero people. This 18th century pulp, racist ass pulp hero to be here. And so yes. not only are they adapting it against everyone's will for 
reasons no one can understand, but then they're making weird concessions in order to make it palatable, even though ultimately it's not a drop in the cultural bucket outside of its soundtrack. It's literally Kevin McCarthy. Like it's yep. so yeah. hard to wow. be something recognizable. And in the end, it's just milk toast. So I'm gonna- <laughs> Karen, what do you think? I think you, you've shown me the light there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is like, peak caucasity because it's also like straight mediocrity right Hmm. nobody asked for this like you said but also it does like the bare minimum and like by the bare minimum like we said just has great songs and when we actually measured out those songs against other songs in this weaker period of the disney renaissance it's still the lamest of the bunch yeah so I, I just have to be like, don't fucking do, tar, fuck Tarzan all damn day. <laughs> yeah, he is Kevin well, McCarthy. Fuck both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Tarzan, all my homies hate Tarzan. That's right, all my niggas hate Tarzan. <laughs> I mean, I can't disagree, and I think just on principle, Tarzan gets the third level, yeah. no matter what. You know what I mean? Like it's just just because it's Tarzan. I think. The sinister thing that we didn't really discuss is like this is a this is a kids movie. This is meant for kids, and this is one of those that you know, as a kid, you watch it, you don't really think anything of it. Like you were saying, there, you're just like, oh, okay, like you know, the lead animator says that he based him doing all that shit on the the trees after Tony Hawk because his kid liked the X Games and extreme sports. So he was like, what if Tarzan was like totally rad nineties? you know, like extreme sports dude, you know what I mean? And like, you know, it's all there. It's all meant to like, keep us watching and like enjoying and like, Oh wow. Like you were saying, wouldn't it be cool if I could, uh, fuck my feet up, (laughs) skate on bark, (laughs) doing all that at the end too. It's like, they're all doing that. Like even the, even the old ass professor is like swinging, like, he broke something. You know what yeah, I mean? He okay. His wrist, fractured his wrist. <laughs> in Africa. To yeah. Ain't no safety. Ain't no safety. Nothing around there. Ain't no health. Nothing no. around there. Unless so, he goes to the tribe. Well, where they're where they at. <laughs> where they uh, So, yeah, on that on that level, it's like, all right, you know, not only are you repurposing this thing that, like we said, who wants that? Inherently racist. But also, then you take us out of it because you can't figure out how we could exist with Tarzan. <laughs> Which is almost like you're admitting it at that point. Like, you're just kind of like, yeah, dog, sorry. We just, we're just going to have to take you out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got to give it the third level. That's, that's, you know, please no more. Again, Sony has purchased the rights to Tarzan. Sell it. I, you got to assume with the intention of making something, but who knows? My lottery tickets with it. What, Fuck. Yeah, you know, good good luck, dog. You'll be well. We welcome you back to the show, Tarzan. Uh, when <laughs> some of these Tarzan gets really make a Morbius <laughs> Tarzan movie, it's gonna get memed into the oh, Tarzan boy. time, y'all. Tarzan can only hope to be Morbius. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can only hope to reach the levels of Morbius. <laughs> um. Well, Dare, thank you so much again for for jumping on and joining us. Um, Truly appreciate it. Like we said, welcome back anytime. Uh, But tell people where they can find you on the internet and what you got going on. Yeah, so you can find me on um, 
Twitter and Instagram at Badical Dude. If you want to, that's B-A-D-I-C-A-L Dude. Uh, if you want to see like music takes, random references to anime and or SpongeBob, go to the Bird app. If mm. you want to actually know like what's going on with my life, if I'm doing shows or just like chaotic memes, go to the Instagram. Um, mm. <laughs> right now I'm just in a period of putting some stuff together i may have some things popping up so definitely watch both spaces and you know if you want to argue about nerd stuff uh just hit me up and i'll be there to talk to you for four hours because i don't know <laughs> nice all right uh cam what you got going on um yeah you can find me on twitter and ig at the blipster 1138 um you're not gonna find much on on instagram i'm so sorry y'all uh, <laughs> but I'm still using Twitter as if Elon Musk is not there. So come yeah. find me and let's argue about some stuff. Um, I do have some stuff coming up in the near future. So, hey. but I cannot talk about it because oh. <laughs> I signed paperwork. So, um, a couple months from now, I'll be talking again. All right. <laughs> um, and I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at jrsosa18, jrsosa18. The week that this episode drops, Red Sonia, Hell Sonia number two will be in stores. Uh, so you can check that out. Later this month, I'll have a story in the DC Power anthology, which is DC Comics's black uh, superheroes anthology just in time for uh, Black History Month. Very cool. And then uh, working on some other comics. Here's a pitch for you guys. What if Lex Luthor was a Q? Follow me. You know what I mean? Or Dare said maybe an alpha. You know, I'm open. I'm open to it. Although I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about those kryptonite Tims, and I'm just like, something about that. <laughs> I want to see it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but more comics coming from me soon, so be on the lookout for that. If you want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at white underscore pod uh, for all of our foolishness. Hopefully, we'll be trying out other social media sometime yeah. this year so we'll, we'll let you know about that um you can also write to us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com always love to hear from you as always although not as always because we always forget to tell you to, to go give us the likes and the reviews and please all like, that stuff please review. you listen to you know it definitely does help us out so i mean everybody who's done it we appreciate it um but we'll be back next week with more caucasity peace peace can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be saved <laughs>